worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, everybody, we welcome you back. Justin Kinner with you here. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. All right, we are, I mean, we're cruising through the non-conference portion of the season, but because of the the uh, the conference season tipping off a little bit earlier, at least giving us a, a tasting, if you will, we have some conference games to highlight. We have some conference games to talk about. There are some teams who are off to an impressive start. Uh, other teams right now haven't played more than one conference game. Some have played two. And we're just a few weeks away from really diving into the deep end when it comes to the full all-on Horizon League slate, of course. But uh, let's dive into it. We'll start on the men's side. Excited to bring on our next guest. He's been the voice of the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons for quite some time, not just on the men's side, but the women's side as well. So there's no better person to bring on the podcast, of course, to, to talk Purdue-Fort uh, Wayne basketball, of course, than Mr. John Nolan. John, welcome in. It's been a while, sir. Hey, Justin. Yeah, great to uh, join you here. And, you know, of course, this time of the year, there. are Many reasons for joy, and on my list, I'm including the fact that uh, yeah, we're in the heart of the season and even getting uh, a little taste of some Horizon League action. So let's just dive right into it. There have been – so there's a lot of teams in the – I think that every year I feel like we say this, but the, the league was deep last year, and I feel like it's on – I think we're about to see another deep you know league again this season just based on the sprinkling that we've seen throughout the non-con. But there's been a team – so Oakland – beyond impresses me uh you know coach Calhoun at Youngstown's doing a fantastic job um we know Purdue Fort Wayne under John Kaufman has just been nothing but uh competitive since arriving here of course but I didn't know what to expect from Purdue Fort Wayne coming into this season they lost some key guys of course but every time their score would come across the bottom this is a high scoring team this is one of the best offenses in the country and it's starting to reflect that in the record and the net rankings of course which I know you're going to highlight um, what was your expectations for Purdue Fort Wayne coming into this season? Are they matching those? Are they exceeding those? Or uh, what, what was your take of feel and vibe of this team, John, coming into the season? Yeah, and more and more, this is probably the case for a lot of programs and fan bases, uh, for that matter, around the country, where you kind of don't know what to expect uh, from year to year, just uh, given the fluidity of rosters, uh, sometimes due in part to the transfer portal. Uh, and in this case, with Purdue-Fort Wayne, they happened to graduate all five starters from last year. So that was really the core group that led them to a regular season title a couple of seasons ago and then another winning season last year. So I think coming into this year, there were just unknowns because guys maybe had had some successful track records, but this group collectively had not really had a history together. So came in with, you know, not knowing what to expect, and then sure enough, opening the season with a victory on the road against a Big East opponent in DePaul, and uh, the group has really hardly slowed down since. Johnson. At 9-1, I'll just add in, it's the, the best start in program history. Yeah, so 
and again, I, the reason I asked you your perception of the team coming in is just because you would have a better feel than anyone. Just like, you know, I, I live here in Dayton. I feel like I had a pretty good vibe of what Wright State was going to be or not going to be coming in uh, and so on and so on. So I knew you'd be the perfect one to ask about that. But, you know, when you hear any team that loses five key quality guys like, uh, you know, like they did from last year, I don't really know what the popular perception is. But, of course, in college basketball, college athletics right now with the transfer portal um, and, of course, just good quality coaching of developing players. You never know what to expect, especially at this level. You talked about kick or tipping off the season, if you will, with that win against Big East opponent DePaul. The win that I'm I'm really impressed by too, and there's quite a few of them. But not just that they beat Oakland this past weekend, but the way they did it. They put 98 up on Oakland and won 98-77. Oakland has been kind of the 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 talking point of the non-con, even though Purdue Fort Wayne is sitting at nine and one. They get the big win at Xavier, of course. Oakland's really, really good, but I think that the staple win so far, 10 games into the season, is that win against Oakland, especially at Oakland. That kind of put everyone on notice that, hey, we've had a good non-con uh, slate so far, but we're putting the league on notice. We didn't just beat Oakland. We blew them out. Yeah, led by as many as 32 and ultimately won that game by 21 points as they scored 98. It was a historic shooting performance for the Mastodons. And that was a matchup they took advantage of there with Oakland, which primarily played zone defense, and the Mastodons hit 17 threes, and that really wasn't out of nowhere. This is a Purdue-Fort Wayne team that's top 10 in the country in three-point shooting, and that has been a staple. I think one thing that makes them extra dynamic and is a big part of the reason why they're off to the start they've been on this year is that they basically play with four guards, four guys who are 6'4 or under, and they all have the ability to get into the paint. And so that's really created a lot of the great spacing that's provided opportunities for open looks. And then, again, they recruit to, uh, to quality shooters who are knocking them down. Now, that said, they followed up uh, that Oakland win in uh, non-conference action, an in-state matchup at Southern Indiana. They weren't shooting it at their normal percentages, and yet they held – U.S. side of just 57 points. So I think another calling card uh, for this Purdue-Fort Wayne men's team right now is that they get after it defensively at last check, top 10 in the country in steals per game. And then on the flip side, just going back to uh, the offensive success, they're doing an outstanding job this year of valuing the basketball. They have the very best, number one out of all 362 programs in the country, number one in turnover margin. So they certainly uh, have shown the ability to light it up. Uh, top 10 in scoring overall this year, 80-plus a game. But uh, they showed recently here that they can kind of grind the game out as well. And so I think that bodes well uh, going forward this year. Jalen Jackson, uh, you know, John, he's a sophomore, right? He's young. That is correct. So Jalen Jackson, interestingly enough, grew up here in Fort Wayne. His mother played both basketball and volleyball. Uh, for the Mastodons back during uh, her collegiate career. Jalen started off last year uh, at UIC and then decided to transfer back home. And so he's jumped right into the starting lineup, uh, and he has been a, a big key to the success so far for the Dons. A 6'2 guard who's got a, a really sturdy build. And, uh, yeah, I was talking about guys having the ability to drive and get to the bucket uh, in attack mode. Uh, Jalen Jackson really has personified that. 
who is the guy that who is the guy then? I, I the, th- the thing I love about Coach uh, Kaufman's approach is you know they've had some key uh, you know dudes throughout uh, his run in the Horizon League, but it's been just that team attack, and that's kind of the gist of what we're seeing this season. But who's that guy that this team is not the same without? I know there could be multiple, but in your opinion, John, what's the guy that deserves uh, a lot of eyes and attention on them right now? Is it Jalen Jackson? Who is the guy for the Mastodons right now? Yeah, that's an interesting question because for the last several years, it was easy to answer that for the Mastodons. It was Jared Godfrey, a guy who previously yep. was first team all Horizon League. I don't think there is necessarily uh, a simple answer to that question this year because they've had four guys, including Jalen, who've averaged in double figures this year. So that also includes Anthony Roberts and Quentin Morton Robertson, guys who were coming off the bench last season and now have elevated their games in a starting capacity. And then Rashid Bello is another impact transfer. And he actually grew up in Chicago, started out at Division II Wisconsin Parkside. He was highly coveted by a lot of D1 programs in the transfer portal this past offseason, including Northern Kentucky. And ultimately, he was attracted to the style of play that Purdue-Fort Wayne has with the up-tempo. And so he's come in and been the leading scorer, and he leads the team in assists to primary ball handler. Uh, and then Eric Mulder is the fifth starter, who's been one of the top five rebounders in the Horizon League this year. And then even, you know, some firepower off the bench. Corey Hadnot, first three weeks of the season, three times, earning the Horizon League Freshman of the Week accolade. And then again, for that matter, as far as honors go, Morton Robertson and Bello, each winning a Player of the Week award, too. So I think that kind of just speaks to uh, to the diversity of the attack here that you can't just key in on one guy because uh, they've got multiple weapons. John Nolan, voice uh, Purdue Fort Wayne, the Mastodons, of course, uh, for both men and women's basketball. We'll get to the women's side coming up here in just a second. Um, we're a month and some change into this season, John, and I know you're primarily focused on the Mastodons, but I'm sure you're like me. You keep an eye on the entire league. And uh, what is uh, what are some teams right now? I mean, record-wise, obviously, Purdue Fort Wayne sitting at the top 9-1 and one overall. Uh, a couple wins already in Horizon League play. Uh, what, what are the What's the top half of the league looking like to you, just based on what we've seen a month and some change in, being the top three or four teams to keep an eye on? Purdue Fort Wayne, obviously one of them. Yeah, that's a, that's a fascinating question. And for a, a moment, I'm just going to flip it, though, to speak to the improving depth of the league. Yeah. And so Purdue Fort Wayne's first home game uh, in league play was against Green Bay. So according to uh, the preseason poll, for whatever that's worth, you had the Phoenix slotting in at the bottom. Well, Green Bay, they, they nearly pulled off an upset on the road against the Mastodons. And then they did take down their in-state rival in Milwaukee to get out to a one-and-one start in league play. So just saying, if Green Bay was projected to be at the bottom of the league, well, they already showed that they can play uh, basically with everyone in the league. So I think it's great to see that there's, uh, I guess, parity as the word that would come to mind in terms of top to bottom, the competitive nature, and even for some of those teams that are towards the bottom of the league right now, uh, Detroit Mercy almost knocked off uh, Ball State last night. So I'm just excited to see that. I think uh, night to night, you, you really Detroit, don't know what real, to expect. Real quick on that, Detroit's been odd because their record obviously is not very good, but they, they what, they, I think they were lost by 10. They were within striking distance. Or no, the one, they, I think they almost beat Ole Miss uh, earlier on in the non-con. Detroit's just an odd team as well. They have some games you're like, man, they're right there with some of these shocking opponents, uh, but then they're, they're losing the games that you would think they would have a shot to win just based on how competitive they are in some of those bigger matchups. But they're an interesting one too. The records are all over the place. 
Yeah, and a really tough non-conference schedule for them. But uh, it, it just seems like it's going to be a real fight between the likes of Northern Kentucky trying to defend the crown and you know Youngstown State, an impressive start to the season. I think, again, when you go into not really wanting to read too much into the overall record, Wright State has played a really difficult non-conference schedule so far. So I think they're taking a lot of learning lessons uh, from those situations that figure to have them uh, in the mix. I mean, Cleveland State, when you've got Tristan and Aruna, um, essentially the best player in the league, uh, got in the way, you're going to be in there. And, uh, you know, I think, again, just top, top to bottom, we saw uh, Milwaukee on the rise last year and uh, and feel like they're going to be a, a team that's going to be reckoned with as well. So uh, we got a little preview of it here in uh, late November, early December, and then following Christmas, uh, it's going to be uh, quite the league. Uh, once we get the conference play consistently. The men's side, uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne, the Mastodons, 9-1 on the season. We've highlighted their great start. Uh, you know, they're ranked high up in the net rankings, as is the women's side, and that's where we'll turn our attention towards as well. But uh, the women off to a very impressive start, 7-2. and two. Uh, They have the second-best record behind Cleveland State, 8-1 and one, uh, in the Horizon League on the women's side, obviously. Conference-wise, uh, already a couple wins as well. Um, so, you know, you have the Lady Mastodons as well who are off to a hot start uh, matching the men's uh, hot start as well. Yeah, pretty remarkable that just like uh, the men's program, Purdue-Fort Wayne women's basketball off to its best start in program history at the Division One level at 7-2. and two. And you got to give a ton of credit to head coach Maria Marcasano, her staff, and the student athletes here. It's uh, year three now for Coach Marcasano, who took over a program that in their inaugural season in the Horizon League had just one victory. So this was really the definition of a rebuild. And uh, Coach Marcusano last year guiding the uh, Mastodons down to uh, Indianapolis in the final four of the Horizon League tournament. And uh, similar to the men, they're one of the very best three-point shooting team in the entire country. Uh, so there, there's something in the water here in Northeast Indiana. Uh, but no, it's, it's not a mystery. It's outstanding coaching. It's identifying talent. And it's a tremendous work ethic. And so uh, a team that has a nice blend, really, of upper-class veteran experience. Uh, Shayla Sellers recently surpassed 1,000 points in her career. And then at the same time, you're seeing some immediate uh, instant impact freshmen, including Renna Schwederman, who grew up not too far away from Purdue-Fort Wayne's campus. She's the reigning Horizon League freshman of the week, and she's actually been thrust into a starting role due to an injury to uh, Jasmine Limbo, the, the starting post player. So uh, once Limbo comes back, this uh, Don's team's going to be even deeper. But uh, really exciting for them is they've won five in a row. And at this point, their only losses came against Caitlin Clark in Iowa and then the season opener at Michigan. So, uh, you know, they've taken care of business otherwise. Yeah, I was just going to say how well Purdue-Fort Wayne, they're not the best Big Ten women's basketball team in the program, but they are one hell of a uh, mid-major basketball program. They beat everybody yeah. else. Only losses, uh, of course, coming against Michigan and Iowa, uh, nonetheless. So that Iowa oh, that Iowa matchup, that was in – oh, that was in Florida. Okay, I was like, oh, wait, they had Iowa at home. But, no, that was an invitational, of course. Uh, right, nonetheless. right. How was that calling a game for Caitlin Clark, uh, by the way? You know, I did not have the opportunity to uh, to call that game with the team playing down there in Florida. But, uh, yeah, I can just speak to uh, you know, what the experience was like <laughs> for uh, Coach Mark Sano and her student-athletes. You know, they relish the opportunity to have some extra eyes on them. Um, and, you know, someone like uh, Amelia Bromenschenkel, who uh, preseason All-Horizon League 
a senior who's really uh, grown a lot over the course of, of her career. You know, it's just a great experience for them to go up against. Uh, you know, I'm going to say Caitlin Clark's the best in, player in, in the country yeah. um, right now. And so, again, you, you, you can learn and benefit from an experience like that, even if you don't come away with a victory. Well, you know, I didn't realize you didn't go on, on that trip, but it's okay. Florida, I wish, Flo- man. I was, Florida's I was horrible this time of year. <laughs> Florida's horrible yeah, this time of year. Would have been nice. Yeah, nonetheless. <laughs> All right, uh, excellent stuff, John Nolan again, voice of Purdue Fort Wayne men and women's basketball. Awesome enough to give us some time here on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. John, we know this won't be the last time we have you on. We always like to touch uh, base with some of the uh, the guys and gals on the call that uh, have a front row seat for the action uh, throughout the season, that have a, a great uh, perspective. Uh, and you always bring some of the best perspectives, especially when it comes to Purdue-Fort Wayne. We're a fan of those programs, and uh, both the men and women off to a hot start. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Keep up the great work. Yeah, love being able to uh, listen into the podcast now here. Uh, every week that we're uh, we're into the heart of the hoop season, and uh, yeah, certainly excited by the starts here for Purdue Fort Wayne basketball, and it's going to be fun this coming Saturday. Actually, a doubleheader for the women and the men at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. Two games for the price of one. So for anyone in the region trying to check out these programs on the rise, a great opportunity here on Saturday. But yeah, thanks again, Justin, and talk soon. All right, well, good stuff. That wraps up this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Excited for next week, we'll highlight the Green Bay Phoenix, the women's program. Brian Kalinske is going to be our guest next week. He does the radio side for the Green Bay Phoenix on the women's side. So we'll chat with him, and we'll continue highlighting some of the top programs around the league throughout the season. Until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. For all your Horizon League news, make sure you check out horizonleague.org.